Okay, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is the Good Morning Liberty podcast live at Freedom Fest in South Dakota. My name is Nate Thurston. This is Charlie Thompson. And right over here, very special guest, Monica Perez from the Propaganda Report. Monica, how are you doing today? I'm great. I've really been enjoying my stay here at Freedom Fest, meeting some people. I was surprised to see and having a intellectual, but also a good time. And you said it's your first time going to a Freedom Fest, right? Yes. Okay, so you didn't pick the ones that were all in Las Vegas. You picked the ones that were the ones in South Dakota. I don't think they always have more than one stage. And they asked me to do a second stage. And they asked me last year when it was going to be in Vegas. I was so excited. (laughs) I can't even tell you. And then that blew up. So they were gracious (laughs) enough to invite me here. And I love it. I kind of want to move here. (laughs) Where are you from, by the way? I live in L.A. at the moment. But I'm from New York originally. And I never really thought that I'd want to just bug out, but man, have you a been year here in the winter in time? <laughs> the, I don't know. I like staying home. I like to read books, so I think been, I could probably hibernate for six months, no problem. Okay, all right. Now I'm just saying, I've been here in the winter time before, and it's it's not pretty. No, in it's fact, pretty. In fact, one Uber driver told me that they had uh, for two weeks it was negative thirty-five. For two uh, straight that's weeks. That's just going too far. Mm, yeah. I know. I don't agree with that. No, that's going. No. If they're going to gonna start, not, I don't want to persuade you one way or the other because <laughs> I mean, it does seem to be the free estate as far as like COVID goes. Definitely today but, it is. Yeah. But you know, I, I don't know. We're in Nashville, Tennessee, and I would highly oh. recommend Nashville. It's, a, it's a pretty good one. I've yeah. actually always wanted to move to Nashville. Yeah. Really, for a really long time, I lived in Atlanta for a while, and I thought that would be just the right size city, cheap enough, but still cool enough. All right. So, are you frustrated with the media? Are you tired of being fed the same news stories over and over again? One of the reasons we started this podcast is to give you a more well-rounded perspective on important issues. So our partners at Ground News are working to do the same. And boy, they are. It's really cool, actually. Yeah, Ground News. So just so you guys know, this is a really cool app. I've got it on my phone. I've been using it for getting show notes for the show. We found out about this a little bit ago, and I'm really excited that we get to tell you about it now. But it's an app that lets you compare how a single news story is being covered across the entire political spectrum, okay? This is not just a news aggregator. It's a tool with tons of easy-to-use features that help you analyze the news so you can be confident you're getting the whole story. Unlike social media and other news apps, Ground News doesn't use your browsing history to manipulate your news feed. Their blind spot feature shows you stories that are underreported by both the left and the right. So it's this really cool app that we're going to ask you to go to through our link, that when you look at a story, it shows you how much it's being covered by right-leaning news sites, how much it's being covered by left-leaning news sites, is it being covered by both of them pretty equally, and it shows you what the bias is overall, so you know what kind of bias you're getting from each one of these news organizations. It's a really cool app. And you can pick up keywords like rare. Mm Mm-hmm, rare. All right, so if you're the kind of person who's open to seeing multiple perspectives on controversial issues, then Ground News is for you. Check out Ground News by visiting ground.news slash GML. That's ground.news slash GML, or click the link in the description to download the free app. Yep. So not ground.com, folks. Ground.news. N-E-W-S, ground.news slash G-M-L. So, New York to L.A., why are you so addicted to tyranny? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want to know. Well, because my husband is addicted to a paycheck, and literally, I'm like, I've kind of even given up on that. I'm like, hey, babe, let's just go. And I told him years ago, like, as soon as he got a raise, that bumped him into a higher tax bracket, and he was like, wait a second. And I said, oh, my gosh, I hadn't realized, like, this is a trap. And, and, and he was like, I came too far. It's like, 
you haven't seen the half of it. And then like that happened again recently. And he was just like, wow. And I was like, I've been telling you for 10 years, let's just move to Iowa. I think I was saying Idaho, but now that everybody in yeah. LA moved to Idaho. So you got to like, <laughs> they're, they're moving everywhere and, and destroying the places that they're going. Totally. Nashville's getting so expensive, which always happens. But I just hope these people don't bring their policies with them. I hope they realize why they moved. Well, I, I don't know if you realize like a big element of my show when I talk about what's the true purpose behind the propaganda, mm-hmm. I end up predicting things kind of a lot of times, not, not like a silver bullet, but like a crystal bullet, but it happens. And one of the things I predicted, like when I got to LA, someone made Made fun of me that like everybody's leaving and you're getting here and and I said you know they really they're it's like they're chasing people away I think the last straw out there was closing the gyms <laughs> and I said you know they could easily afford a million blue voters if they sent them all to Austin <laughs> then Austin would be fully blue like mm-hmm. they could do that to like three or four different cities and it's actually what happened so now I think it was intentional <laughs> <laughs> that th- is that part of the entire plan that they are actually spreading this uh, they're busing I this- do you think so? Yeah, they're busing, exactly. <laughs> and when I was in Atlanta, I had a radio station for a lot of years, and the callers would come up with some great insights. And one of them was, years ago, I don't know why people are worried about immigration, like from Mexico. They got to worry about immigration from Hollywood. And that is what happened. That is really what happened there. Well, tell everyone about your show, by the way. I, sure. I, I'll have to admit, before we booked the interview, I hadn't listened to it, but I, when I found it, I got addicted to it really quick. I listened oh. to like 20 episodes over the span wow. of a few days. And uh, so I just want to say it's a really great show. Oh, I'm and so glad you like <laughs> it. Let Thank everyone you. know what you guys talk about on okay. there. Okay. Yeah. Well, I had a radio show, a terrestrial radio show. Someone kind of asked me to do. I wasn't really a broadcaster. I was an investment banker and turned stay-at-home mom. But And I did that for eight and a half years on the weekends. They kind of incubate, like a really big station will incubate you. They'll teach you how to do it. And then there's a weekday opening. You slide into that. Well, as rabbit holes kept popping up everywhere and I was not like a conspiracy theorist I didn't believe any of that I had no reason to but it was a call-in show so every time something would happen I would have to figure it out and get ready for for callers and then after a while like the scales just fell off my eyes and I would like really truth out right on the radio and it was fine until COVID. So in February 2020, it was just, I was like, oh my gosh, they just did a sit down with all these people. It's going to be 18 months, not two weeks. Don't believe it. Market's going to crash, whatever. And boy, I got my marching papers fast. I don't, they didn't say that was why, but it seemed like it. But I was so ready. I kind of saw the writing on the wall that the ownership changed hands and my producer on that show started doing a, we started doing a podcast together and kind of employed what we had learned there and but I had looked for a daily news show that wasn't completely full of spin and I could never find it so I thought there are some people out there who have a job have kids in school whatever they have to know about the propaganda even though they have no stomach for CNN or Fox so I do the service of curating all of the top headlines but from a perspective of truth liberty and justice and I'll tell you I think people are better informed when they pull back the curtain of the propaganda because the stories are in the news for a reason and it's good to know but but they put them there to persuade you it's better to understand the agenda behind it even if you don't believe the facts or don't believe the facts the agenda is usually to try to get you to agree to give up your rights so if you can kind of expose the truth behind the stories a lot of people will stand firm instead of 
give in to the fear. And it's interesting because when you listen to all the different stations, they all kind of have the same narrative. Maybe they're saying it a little bit differently, but they're all perpetrating the same narrative. Well, they so. all got the same email. They're on the same <laughs> email. <laughs> right. And, and yeah. I'll tell you, it's a natural thing. It actually gave me an insight into how it works because it. no one ever gave me, they, there are memos now, I've seen hmm. them, but in, in the time, no one ever gave me anything like that. There were just two things. Like, if you say crazy things, people will not like you anymore. And that was a big, like, keep it safe if you want to keep your job but I didn't care like I was a stay at home mom like I wanted to take care of my kids I was like just it was a hobby and then the other thing is if you just read the headlines in the Wall Street Journal and brought that out to your listeners and they had been listening to Rush all day they were all just going to big snaps they, they're called bobbleheads like they were really going to you had no we didn't have to worry at all whereas I had to read all that stuff and then read five times as much to actually find the truth and be able to defend it so it's it's just that it's such the path of least resistance to just take your cues from that mainstream media well they their their job it seems like their job is manipulation I mean we co we come through the other day because we actually do a daily news show yes, I know. we come through the news and we tell everyone where all the BS is and yeah, how they're what right. words are using to manipulate you the cherry picking the data sets everything like that Absolutely. we have a dumb and bleep of the week every yeah, Friday we, nice. go, we go through the dumbest stuff we saw one thing we noticed you know these these uh, protests in Cuba do you know how many times did you notice they were all using rare protests in Cuba that's what they were saying oh. Yes, there I were, did see rare, were yes. rare protests in Cuba, which means the Cuban people are mostly happy. They don't protest very much, okay? In America, we have protests all the time. This happens all the time. In Cuba, protests against the government are rare. This hardly ever happens. So just look at how lucky they are that this is the one rare time that they are well, actually protesting. Can I can I add on to that Go and tell on, you what yeah. that means to yeah. me? What that means to me is that ultimately although this is very common like CNN Fox World they will take an issue they'll never question that that issue happened they'll come at it from two different talking points that appeal to their audiences but they not only don't question the facts they kind of agree on the solution Biden has to stand for firm and take action but when I hear something like rare, that is speaking to the people who want to believe that it's about the vaccine and COVID, as opposed to the people who want to believe it's about communism. I actually think it's about something different. I think that the that we the U.S. is agreeing to sunset to China as global hegemon, and they are going to build up the Western hemisphere hegemony. That so Biden, I feel like Biden and Trump actually started it with I think it was Bolivia, but they are just taking off these countries, the golden, the Northern Triangle. You, that's three countries there. You've got Haiti, you've got Cuba, it, Bolivia, Venezuela. I think that there's really a paradigm shift in the power structure, top and bottom. And I think that they are, as part of that, we are becoming second-class citizens of the world. They're de-industrializing us, which they did intentionally to Cuba back in the day. There's books about that, that it's not, it wasn't just this grassroots communist revolution. It was almost an experiment, a globalist experiment, like, can you start taking things away from people? How will that look? And I think we're next. That's, that's always interesting. You know, what I find interesting, too, because we're in this every, every day, is how... Uh, especially left-wing media, but media in general, is basically, uh, you know, a giant uh, narcissist that 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 is perpetrating and normalizing gaslighting. 
Because if you have a dissenting voice whatsoever, it's, uh, well, then then you're a racist or you're a bigot or you're I- anything but you're the fact. You're a conspiracy You're crazy. You're, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're whatever it is. And, th- and not only that, but they'll shut you down, which I'm sure you haven't experienced any censoring probably oh, at all. Oh, my God. Never. I was the right. original. So, I'm the OG <laughs> again, taken down. So my it, WordPress never recovered. Nothing ever recovered. I just. Yeah. To me, that's the craziest thing is like we're dealing with this. It's almost like this, this, the, the, the archetype of psychopath, which <laughs> is the media, right? That's pushing this narrative of that that is using gaslighting as its like number one, um, you know, mechanism for and, control. And, yeah, and it's working. That's yes. the crazy thing. And, and what they're doing that way, I think, is they're corralling everybody who has any one of those viewpoints into the basket of deplorables of all of those viewpoints. And then there's the other side, which has like none of those viewpoints. So if I, I saw somebody sent me a an article from Australia where a I think an English TV personality or newscaster called COVID a hoax. And I thought if it's a, a British newscaster, that person's probably liberal. And for that person to say it was a hoax, like, that's interesting to me. And, of course, she was someone who rose from a reality show. She was, like, known for her crazy thoughts. And I was like, they just, they will report on it. But only if it puts you into the basket. And and I feel like that is part of how they're controlling. Because the last thing is, when you have a democracy, a lot of people just very easily say, well, I voted, but they won. So what you need, if you really want conflict, is to say, oh, they didn't really win. Now, I don't think Biden actually won. I do a lot of work on election integrity, even though I did not vote for Trump. But they really, ever since the 2000 hanging Chad, not not the porn star, the election <laughs> yes, issue, yeah, the Chad, then 2004, yeah. 2008 was, what, didn't we have like a Kenyan in 2008? Like, it was just, there's always been a legitimacy issue. And I, I look at the front runners and the, and the last one, it was Trump. Ted Cruz, who was a Canadian citizen, born of Canadian citizens, at a time when dual citizenship was not available. So I was like, that's a constitutional crisis waiting to happen. Why are the Republicans allowing it? And I was like, because then you can say not legit. And Hillary was going to have illegal voters. So it, even if they let that that vote go through and let the people choose among like that small group, they always lately, I think, set up the illegitimacy card because now instead of wanting compliance, they want conflict. Mm-hmm. They, capital T, trademark, they. I, I, uh, they. You know, I don't really, we always say uh, is we that. Is it their preferred pronoun? Yeah, I they. think that is their pronoun. <laughs> yeah. Get they that right. Trademark. Please get yes, that right. Exactly. Yeah. The big they. Uh, what, uh, what we always say is we don't know who won the election. What we really want to be able to do is talk about it. That's. <laughs> yeah. We want to just talk about it. Right. Yeah. Why can't you question it? And you we know? could probably answer the question, too. Like, that would be extra cool. Yeah, that well, would, that would be, no, that's crazy. <laughs> know, that's that's crazy. crazy. Which is another thing a psychopath does, by the way. <laughs> yes. If you question something, they just shut you down. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, well, no, you're not allowed to ask me that question. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? And it's so crazy. Because you're that. a racist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, the most recent, and you hate democracy. Right. Every, right. Everything. <laughs> the most recent example is the lab leak theory, which was we, everyone was crazy for even discussing it. They took all kinds of things down. We Our social media was reaching, you know, a few million people. We had like two to five million reach per month, depending on on what was going on, that we got throttled by 90% because we posted something from the CDC about COVID. Um, Mm. And and we're 
from the CDC's webpage. Wow. Yes, yeah. yes. And they, yeah. they throttled us by 90%. We went from like 2 million to 200,000. So it completely wow. changed everything for us. And now, I mean, we're slowly building it back, but just because like we were doing yeah. those kinds of things and questioning things. But what, what, But now that lab leak uh, theory is credible, but it's not like they're going to come out and be like, I'm sorry, we were wrong. Uh, sorry for calling you those things or whatever. No, they just hammer back on and be like, well, we never said that it wasn't a possibility. You know, we just, we were just censoring all that for no, and they just like move along like nothing's ever happened. And I just, it drives me so crazy. It's kind of like. That's the point. It, yes, exa- yes, yeah. exactly. Well, but, it, but yeah. everyone else just goes right along with it. Well, think about this that everybody went along with. 15 Saudi Arabians, this is the official story. 15 Saudi Arabians blew up the World Trade Center. That's the official story. Mm-hmm. So we invaded Iraq. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't even the same <laughs> no. sect of yeah. Islam. Yeah. It, like, the story. Like, and we the went story after Osama bin Laden. write that down real quick <laughs> to make sure that makes sense. That doesn't yeah. make sense. And it's the same thing, like, out in L.A., people, if you look at the real numbers, like, a lot. A lot of the people who are getting sick with this like new wave have been they're considered unvaccinated but partially vaccinated people are considered are being classified as unvaccinated separate from vaccinated people Mm -hmm. and it's possible i think if you could break out the three categories that you could say hey maybe the vaccine is making people sick like in a different way from side effects i have no idea i really don't but but they are going to double down on the vaccine propaganda, even if that would be the opposite of the right thing to do. But and that's why, like with the election integrity and all of that stuff, you just want to open the books and that and you can't because you're bad and crazy. Staying on the vaccine thing, one, you notice one thing that no one's talking about is the natural immunity whatsoever. Though we just talk about this is a pandemic of the Which unvaccinated. I have. You know? I have you the do. antibodies okay, and they good. want me to get them. I'm well, never going to get it. I was going to ask for your passport when yes, you got here. Yes, exactly. But I, yeah. Well, I was going to get it tattooed <laughs> to the inside of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was PQ. That was like, it was, no. he goes, he's like an edgelord. Yeah, yeah. Or um, on your forehead. No, yeah. no we, <laughs> we just, what, no one's counting the people who have already been sick and who have natural immunity, they act like it doesn't, like we've never had a natural immunity to viruses that doesn't exist. Well, this is where this whole idea of germ theory, I feel like anything that's still called a theory a hundred years later, I don't know, man, I could probably (laughs) construct a few experiments that could prove that theory. And if all the experiments that could prove the theory do not prove the theory, then you have to revisit that. And I I wouldn't even have cared about it that much, except for now that they're rewriting even their own rules, right? So you could never get a vaccine from stuff that I do actually think makes you sick, like strep throat and bacteria stuff. It, you know, I'm, I'm now I'm going down to like a third rabbit hole where it's <laughs> it's like they made this thing up so they could give you the vaccines and now they want to give you a different kind of vaccine. So they're changing the rules, which used to be, why are you giving me a vaccine to make me sick? Well, because then you'll never get that again. But how come you don't do it for strep throat? Well, because you can get that again. I'm like, okay, but you, can, you can't get viruses twice. That's why you have the vaccine. And they're like, now you can get it twice. It's, but then, then obviously a vaccine will never work. So, well, you've got to keep getting your boosters. You've got to keep getting your boosters. Why don't you just get your, the sickness yeah. once in a while? Yeah. Well, the, 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 technically, because <laughs> I, I did study microbiology. Oh, good. Tell me. So, so the reason why viruses are so hard to get a vaccine against is because most of them, they mutate so quickly because they, they, it's an RNA, not a DNA. The reason why we can target bacteria with antibiotics is because we can actually defeat the, the DNA structure of that bacteria. 
A virus, on the other hand, is a rapidly changing RNA specimen that, that can mutate its, its genetic code so quickly based on what host it's in or but anything like that. But why can't you get a vaccine against a bacteria? Um, that I'm not why, sure of. Why doesn't existing the, antibodies against bacteria keep you from getting that bacterial infection again? My guess would be that they don't uh, stay in your immune system as long as what the, the actual uh, the vaccine why? for the virus would be. I have no idea. We'll have to take that up with the, the big man. I, I, I have mean, no idea. No, but I like, <laughs> I just feel like if they're saying that antibodies from a mild exposure can protect you against an aggressive infection, mm -hmm. why does that only work with little teeny things? Why doesn't it work with the big thing that you have a lot of Material that isn't as mutating. I mean, they say you can get the same strep twice. They tell you to throw away your toothbrushes. And so then you could start saying, okay, maybe it's terrain theory. Maybe it's because you're in a weakened state and it makes you more vulnerable to infection, which is different from germ theory. So I just, I, I don't, I'm not a microbiologist. I just. I'm not either, by the way. He's I just okay. studied it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I studied it in college. Yeah. For a little and, bit. and I'm just saying, like, I am very good at understanding what I am told. And I have lived my life with the stuff I learned in fifth grade about why I gave my kids 48 vaccinations each. No, I'm not an anti-vax. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just, right. now I'm wondering why I gave him chicken pox, you know? Like, what the heck? That's, uh, well, I, <laughs> I, I, was given, I was given chicken pox. Like, yes, not the right. vaccine. I was that too. Yeah. I was a yeah, so, yeah. so that would work. But I just, so for me, I feel like I'm totally, uh, there are real libertari libertarian issues that butt up, again, like, should you be able to uh, keep a chimpanzee? In a, in a suburb like that actually <laughs> happened in Connecticut and like the, he ripped the face off of somebody like and you know Ugh. it's a real question it's a competing rights issue like there are real questions out there we can't even get to the real questions until we have access to the research that the government system in a very unlibertarian fashion has monopolized so when I was growing up my father would rail against any government research whatsoever the NIH I think just needs to yeah, all yeah, of it and yeah. he only did that on a matter of principle, as a libertarian, that is not where my tax dollars should go. He was a traditional conservative, really. But so I was like, oh, dad, you can make some exceptions, you know, whatever. And, you know, he didn't need to think about what could possibly go wrong because he just had his principles and he knew they were well established. He understood them. He could probably give you 100 reasons, not exactly necessarily the one that was going to go wrong. And look where it's gotten us. Now they own it. We can't get it. They use it in the back door to, to they give it to universities who then pass that stuff on to corporations who then monopolize the product of that research that we paid for, including stuff like um, robot tech, like stuff that they're saying you're going to be out of a job because of robot tech. And I'm like, really? Because the Department of Defense spent the money on making that robot tech with my taxes, <laughs> and I want that all back so I can keep my job. We can all just give each other massages and wait tables, and no matter how <laughs> advanced you get, if it's organic, then you will, the marginal cost of labor will bring it to where it belongs. Mm -hmm. But they do it systemically, and all of that stuff comes down to, okay, I want access to every single thing that has ever gotten a government dollar. I want live streaming URLs for every single government camera. Mm -hmm. if, they, if they don't need a search warrant for it, then I don't need a search warrant for it. And, and I want all that transparency would shut this whole thing down because they're really up to no good. I think a lot of people who love liberty and who are very concerned about what's going on with all of this data should have, this is a random thing, but should have a little bit of gratitude for someone like Rand Paul out there really laying it on foul. Even if we don't agree on every single policy,
policy. He's one of the only people literally bringing the guy up there and saying, it is a, it's a, you could go to prison if you lie to Congress right here. Do you want to retract your previous statement? And he's bringing all of this day, he's bringing all these studies. And but of the course, media will spin the, it. Oh, the media spin it. The media will spin it that Fauci oh. eviscerated Rand Paul. Yeah. The Rand Paul, right. you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You're the one, that, and oh, it's, it drives me insane. I would like to see some outcomes, though. I would like to see somebody really being held accountable, and I don't expect that. Do you yeah, think we'll ever, not. if the, uh, let's say this crazy wild conspiracy theory is that the, the virus was created in a lab in Wuhan. Uh, let's just say that like something like that happened. Uh, do you think that anyone will ever actually be held accountable for what happened, for that leaking anything? No, and my suspicion is if anything like that is afoot, it would be something a little bit different from what we're hearing about. So, like, I would think, I had it. I was sick. So... It's like nothing I ever had, and my instincts were like, okay. I started reading books about bioweapons. Like, I was <laughs> like, there's something really weird about this. And uh, electricity, like the electrical, like re-resonating. Like, what, what happens when you start 5G? Like, where, it, and I actually found on the FCC website, if you take an old transistor radio and put it on the lowest AM setting and walk around your house, you can see where you're getting blasted. Don't do it in front of your microwave if you ever want to use that thing again. <laughs> and actually, even my like cloud lifter and stuff was kind of my. So I have a son with Down syndrome who thought we had ghosts because it's also marketed as a ghost <laughs> detector. But um, but I but my feeling was that when I was reading about bioweapons, it seemed to me that most of the bioweapons, if not all, I could not find a single example of when they gave somebody something and expected that person to just spread it around. What they did was they like sprayed it on a town. Mm -hmm. So in, in my feeling, like if it if it was man-made or whatever it is, I don't know, not for a moment do I think that it was accidental or leaked or got out of control. I feel like there's a chance it was a bioweapon applied to the entire population or possibly a, you know, I really don't know how the uh, uh, any kind of atmospheric medium issue, which is real. <laughs> like, there is a medium. There's an electrical medium on the earth. The earth is a giant spinning magnet. Like, you, the aurora borealis yeah. or whatever, not the aurora, the, yeah, the northern lights mm -hmm. are, are um, the magnet, you know, the magnetic. So there may be something to that that affects us. We're magnetic. EEG, EKG, like, we have that. So well, I've just been seeing these crop dusters fly back and forth over my house lately, and I think maybe that's what's <laughs> actually happening. You, you, know, you know, the, you know, the, 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 the people will be held accountable just like the people who were held accountable for the Flint water crisis, you know? <laughs> yeah, so that same accountability will yeah. apply. No, I think the most important thing, because we, we always just say we don't know, the the idea that this was created on purpose and spread around as a bioweapon, I uh, I believe that as much as anything else. I don't know that that's, that no, that's what happened. Know. I'm just but speculating. But the most important thing is that we're able to say these things and that people <laughs> are, and that we're actually able to get down to the truth and down to the actual facts. But the problem these days, uh, you're you're not allowed to do that anymore. Like you were talking about, the government keeps all this shrouded in secrecy with our money, and uh, and we're it, not allowed to figure out the truth. It should be pretty easy to put really silly speculation to rest. Mm -hmm. So you, they should want somebody like me running around saying crazy things are that are easily disproved, not laughed at. Yeah. You know, like always, I always or say, taken always, down, always like refute, refused. never dismiss, like always refute. That is how you do it. And and I think that before they could even get away with this, they had to really take dumbing us down to a new level. 
I mean, that yeah. had, they had to eliminate well, it's called the critical Department of Education. That's it really a, is. Yeah. I believe that they, these things are pathocratic. Like, I believe, like, a pathocracy that it makes you, it's like a government against the people, like big pharma and stuff. I'm starting to think that it's obvious that the profit incentive means they, do, they you know, they, I don't know, couldn't actually want you to be They'd go out of business if everybody were healthy. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they are up to no good intentionally, but I'm starting to be open to that idea. I, you know, I saw someone talking about the other the other day, and of course, with my libertarian beliefs and I'm Randy and beliefs, I want to think that the profit motive makes everything better, which I think it I think it basically does. I don't think we can pick and choose that, but there is there is some really good argument on the fact that uh, if there were a curable disease, would they want to cure that disease? Because what would they continue to make off of that? Anymore. What's the bell curve if yeah. this person yeah. lasts for 10 years but still dies? Yeah. But the free market would solve all of these problems because what's happened is, and they did this intentionally, because, and doctors went along with it because they didn't think they were making enough money. So I went to law school, and if you want to sue somebody for malpractice, you, you don't sue them for harming you. You sue them for, for deviating from the standard. So if you are not allowed to step off the reservation wall, you're not allowed to use your own, and you're protected for that. So it's the fact that they have regulations, that they have the licensing, that they have the protections. I mean, the, the, you are not allowed to sue a vaccine manufacturer for vaccine injury. Like their tort law is a wonderful, wonderful way to avoid regulations altogether and to keep you, it's a really, and it's a case by case thing, it's precedent. I, you know, I'm an anarcho-capitalist, but if we just restored the constitution and our legal traditions, I'd be totally yeah. happy with that compromise. Yeah, we could at least get that far, right? Yeah, and there are remedies for everything. There's absolutely nothing that they tell us that they need to change the fundamental legal architecture of this country, which is what the second Homeland Security Secretary said that uh, he wanted. And, and they, I feel like all of this stuff is going to be used and is being used to affect that very change and fundamental law that has emerged over 10,000 years or has been pushed down by God himself. You know, one way or another, the it has all the answers. I mean, Osama bin Laden was a pirate. People <laughs> laughed at, you know, the official narrative. People laughed at Ron Paul for saying, like, letters of mark and reprisal. Like, oh, what is he, a pirate? It's like, yes, he's a pirate. He's a privateer not associated with the government, right? Like, that's a pirate. You're laughing at him, but the answer's right there. It's a personal mark and reprisal. So the answers are all there. Okay, before we finish up here, I have to ask you, I'm, let's say I'm going to have a party at my house and I want to ah, really yes. entertain people. Mm -hmm. and what is the best, uh, and I'm not great at mixing anything, but mm -hmm. what's, the, what's the most impressive and easiest thing I could do as far as a mixed drink goes? Impressive and easy. Yes, hmm. yeah, yeah. Where they're like, oh my God, how did you do this? And I'm like, are your guests healthy or sick? Because <laughs> um, if they're sick, you could just go with NyQuil on the rocks. Okay, well, that's there a pretty go. good idea. Well, From Mitch Hedberg. You. You're saying I should drug my are guests? We, are we talking kids here or are we talking? Uh, uh, let's assume that they are uh, in their mid 30s. <laughs> mid 30s, okay. <laughs> I. I'm. They might not have the fatigued palate. Can I give you two? Yes. Okay. So one is if you get this really good coconut rum, it cannot be like Malibu. It has to be Kaloa coconut rum okay. from Hawaii. And all you have to do is make a like a classic daiquiri out of it, which is not like frozen ice. It's <laughs> it's up. It, it's basically five. You know, they make two drinks, five parts of this great coconut rum, two and a half parts of 
lime juice and one and a half of simple syrup, which you take turbinado sugar, demerara sugar, like that's the raw sugar, half and half with water, microwave it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't detect the radiation or anything. Just, <laughs> just live without that. You stir it up and then, you know, let that chill. And you mix those three things together and it's like simple, sublime, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have 10 of them, but, <laughs> and then the, the other thing is a great drink. I consider it the signature drink of the podcaster. It's called the last word. Okay. And it's four, four ingredients, equal parts, equal parts. So that's an easy one. Gin, lime juice, Luxardo, which is maraschino liqueur. It's like a bitter cherry. Like over there, yeah. And chartreuse, which I describe as the tears of angels. Does that sound right? <laughs> so some monks who have vowed <laughs> a, a vow of silence in the mountains of France mm -hmm. have made this stuff from like 138 herbs. It's where the color chartreuse is actually named after the liquor. <laughs> And uh, if you have a fatigued palate, you're going to want something like this. Really knock your socks off. But that's for, you know, you can give that to the older people. Give the kids the coconut stuff. So you said that was called the last word? Yes, and it's a famous <laughs> classic. Right. Sure. Let's leave it to the alcoholic answering or asking the questions. I'm three years right. sober, by the way. But I didn't yeah. want to know. Yeah, but I wanted, John and I wanted to know. So yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. All Good right, Monica you. Perez of the Propaganda Report. Tell everyone where they can find uh, your show or, or yes, get in touch with you if you want. Whatever. Thank you. Yes, um, well, I do tweet a lot at Monica Perez Show, my website, which has really been hobbled since we got thrown off WordPress. But we hmm. do post our show there if it continues player there, thepropreport.com. But if you want my daily show and all of our free material, go to the Propaganda Report on any podcast feed that you like. And our daily show is called the Drive Time News Blast. And as you can imagine, that's exactly what it is. Awesome. Well, it was a pleasure having you. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much.